This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about the trouble that I have sometimes with my son and my daughter. They love the Internet, as I do. The Internet is an incredible resource, educational, social, recreational. It's all good, except it's not all good. Some of it is real bad. And it can show up on your kid's screen when you least expect it. So how do you as a parent handle it? I want to tell you about Hero Parental Control. It's the most comprehensive family Internet solution available. And the activity from all of your family's devices can be filtered, can be monitored, and even tracked via GPS from a dashboard on your phone or your iPad. Material that may be healthy for a teen can be harmful to a young child, and so you need to have the perfect protection level from toddler to teen to mom and dad. One of the most important steps to a safer internet in your home is recognizing this is a really big issue. Hero gives you the power to create a protected and nurturing online environment. There's nothing like it. Try Hero. Block the bad. Choose what's good for your family. Visit blazehero.com. That's blazehero.com. Hero.com. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, this show is released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. There's a show every week. And then short clips are usually released every Monday. So just so you know, that's the schedule we're going with. That's the time. If you ever want to find new shows or if you're a new listener, welcome. And you want to know when to look for future episodes. Uh, a new full show is released every Saturday, 12 noon Eastern. And then also we do the short clips, which is because I know you're all busy and sometimes you can't listen to everything. We do the short clips so that you kind of get a segment um, so that you can listen to a segment or two and then maybe maybe get you to listen to the, the full show later on in the week. I've still got a lot of things to talk about. Next segment, we've got a, a segment I want to talk to you about, the Declaration of Independence, a bit, because I think that's such a critical document, and I'm going to be spending a lot more time talking about it. But right now, I want to talk to you about Neil Gorsuch and the show trials of Neil Gorsuch that have been happening this week on Capitol Hill. And I kind of want to just break down a few things. I want to share some of the answers, which I thought were really good. And there was one answer I did have a small problem with. It's not a big deal. I'm not saying, that, oh, my God, this guy is horrible, but... I think I want to make a bigger issue of it. And I would ask you, just so you know how I think, when I I respond to people's comments, it's not responding to them per se. It's looking at the underlying principle. Well, we'll get there in a minute. I want to read something out to you, and I want to read out your Constitution. For me, the Constitution is is a sacrosanct document, and we got to follow it each and every time. That is the, the litmus test for everything in my eyes. Article 3, Section 1. The judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. The judges both of the Supreme and inferior courts shall hold their offices during good behaviour and shall at stated times receive for the services a compensation which shall not be diminished during their continuance in offices. Article 3, Section 2 of the Constitution. And this is what I want you to really focus in on in every word. The judicial power shall extend to all cases in law and equity arising under this Constitution the laws of the United States and treaties made, or which shall be made under the authority to all cases affecting ambassadors, other public ministers and consuls, to all cases of admiralty and maritime jurisdiction, 
to controversies to which the United States shall be a party, to controversies to two or more states between a state and citizens of another state, between citizens of different states, between citizens of the same state claiming lands under grants of different states, and between a state or their citizens thereof and foreign states, citizens or subjects. The trial of all crimes except in cases of impeachment shall be by jury, and such trials shall be held in the state where the said crimes shall have been committed. But when not committed within any state, the trial shall be at such a place or places as the Congress may by law have directed. Section 3 talks about treason. That is what your, your founding fathers put in Article 3 of the Constitution, which is the powers of the judiciary. Simply put... It's to talk about all cases in the law and equity under this Constitution and the laws of the United States and the treaties it makes. That is what they are to do. You will notice in there, there is no mention of parties or of presidents, of politicians. So some of the highlights. I was very impressed. I didn't get to watch all of it, but I got to watch the highlights and, and different parts. He, the one thing I will say, it's refreshing to see a guy who is so clearly just a nice guy. Whether you agree with him or not, he doesn't come across as angry. He doesn't come across as in your face. He's just very, very, just seemed like a very friendly, nice guy. So some of the highlights. One of the things I think he wanted to really emphasize, and I don't know whether this this was attacked or not, but I agree with it because I think it's so important and I think he this is who he is, but he really emphasized it if you watch some of the hearings. He said many, many, many times, I'm a fair judge. I think that is critical. He spoke about how he um, participated in 2,700 opinions and he was a fair judge. He judged the case by its merits. And I think one of the things that really struck me was in this era of bipartisanship and and politics and left versus right and Republican versus Democrat and all litmus tests, he spoke openly about how he didn't want to be, he didn't ever want to be a judge over someone where, over a case where one of the litigants in the case kind of felt he was going to be biased and already had made up his mind. And I think that is so critical in this day and age. I think open minds are critical. He also spoke about, which I can't believe this is, I, I, I can't believe that we have these type of questions, but he was asked about had he made any promises on future rulings. And he, he obviously said no. He said he'd keep an open mind for the entire process. I don't see how we can, this constant need to, to have promises and to rule a certain way. The only way in the litmus test, in your constitution, is to rule by the constitution that arise under this constitution. That is a Supreme Court justice's job. Is it constitutional or not? Yes or no? Now, I I do disagree with, and I don't don't know whether Neil Gorsuch said this or not, I I do disagree with 99% of people when it comes to the addition of precedent. For me, the first question is, is it constitutional or not? Is it in the Constitution? Yes or no? That, you know, kind of sums up a lot, a large part of the argument for me. Then I would look at precedent and case law and see what other people have said. But it seems to be the opposite in a lot of cases where it's, what's the precedent say? And then, oh, well, maybe I'll go see what the Constitution says. But that's just me. I, I think I'm in the vast minority of that. Section 4. 
The one thing he said, and again, I agree with another highlight he, he spoke about, there's no such thing as a Republican judge or a Democratic judge. I think he went on and said another time that he's an American. There, you know, there is no par- politics on the judiciary. Um, he spoke about he had no difficulty ruling against any party, which I think, again, if you want, if you want the Supreme Court justice to be, be loyal to a party, be very careful what you ask for, because if you go down that road... You're you're not going to have a good Supreme Court if you're basing on parties, not on principles. You're basing the you're judging them on man's law. His opening statement, if if you go onto YouTube and just uh, Google or not Google YouTube, his opening statement. I would encourage everyone to do that. It was a very good opening statement. Um, he also del dodged some stupid comments, stupid questions, very well, he was very respectful, because there are times when, and as much as I try and be a nice guy, when it comes to politicians, honestly, I struggle, you know, this, when I see Diane Feinstein, I just, I, I want to bang my head off a brick wall, just going, oh my god, kill me now, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, politicians bring bad sides out of me, but you know, it's amazing people who think they're experts or who, in certain circles, are considered, you know, well, very smart on certain things. One of those people is Lindsey Graham. You know, you're very smart on 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 on, on law and legal things. I think Lindsey Graham is an idiot on many things, including the Constitution and legal matters. But he asked a question: Can you tell me if Roe versus Wade was decided correctly? And then he asked if President Trump asked him if he'd ever overturn it. And Gorsuch replied by saying he would have walked out the door. First of all, um, Lindsay, I don't know if you know this, but a president doesn't get to decide what cases are heard before the Supreme Court or not. It's not a case of, hey, I'm the president, regardless of who the president is or who the judge is. Hey, can you overturn this this law, this ruling in the Supreme Court? No, because that's not how our system works. Someone brings a case and it eventually will go through the legal process and eventually it will become to the Supreme Court after several cases beforehand. And then the Supreme Court will hear, decide whether to hear it or not. And if we do, then I'll make my judgment. But just going, hey, can you overturn it? It just doesn't work that way. That's not the system. But also, I thought his answer, you know was very, I would expect that type of question from a liberal or a progressive or someone trying to snap him, not from a Republican, trying to get a Republican-nominated judge elected. I would encourage you to go, if there's, in fairness, actually the best highlight package I've seen is the the Denver Post. If you go to Denver Post, Neil Gorsuch, confirmation hearing videos, they have... um, many different little highlights um, and I would encourage you to watch them. However, he did say one thing which I was unhappy with and I didn't agree with. And I want to talk to you about that principle. He said on Tuesday, I believe it was, that he said attacks on the judiciary and and on federal judges are disheartening and demoralizing. Can we get to a point in society where we don't put anyone on a pedestal and say, hey, you know what? You shouldn't... um, no, not sorry. I don't agree in attacking them, but you know, you shouldn't. You're not above reproach. There is no one, president, politicians, judiciary, churches. No one is above reproach. 
And I, that was the one real struggle. His answer on that I found really struggling. Because, sorry, that was a highlight coming up. Um, he said, the way I equate it, and this is why I really struggled with it, because you're running, or not running, sorry, you're, you're been in the confirmation process to join a very select group of people. There hasn't been a lot of people. There's been many firefighters and many police officers. There have been many people working on Wall Street. You're in a very select club when you're a Supreme Court justice. Very, a very select group. There are only probably, what, 200? I think there was about 230 in the history of America. I'm not sure. That's just off the top of my head. You're in a very select group. You're not among, among nine people in a land of 330 million. You're going through confirmation process and you're saying, yeah, you know what, the job I'm running for, or not running because that's not the right word, but going for or, or going through the confirmation process, that job I don't think you should be able to be attacked for. Now, do I think you should be able to be attacked and called a moron and an idiot? No, that doesn't help. But I think we need to stop having these people who think they're above reproach. Because the, the first question when I saw this and I read this article about it, I kind of went... So what would you, my first question was, I'd love to ask him a question. Well, what about John Roberts and Obamacare? Where it was clear he changed his opinion on the last day. You read that opinion, it's not consistent. So should we just accept that or, or what do we have to do? Because I don't think anyone is above reproach. When I see some of, like Ginsburg, Ginsburg is a perfect example. Ginsburg has spoken openly about how, you know, she admires other constitutions uh, more than the American Constitution. Should we just accept that? You know, if when I have spoken out about that in the past, is that wrong? Is that disheartening? Is that demoralizing? That is the only thing I have found that I've disagreed with in three days from this man. His temperament is good. He talks about being a fair judge. He talks, he spoke about his oath to the Constitution. That is, and that is one he will fulfill. That is, that was very positive. By all stretches of the imagination and by reading things, he is very much an original justice. He, in many ways, in some ways, he's actually better than Justice Scalia um, when it comes to Chevron difference, which is an issue we can talk about another day because I think that's actually a very interesting topic. But I think he, I, I, it's all it is is going to be a question of will they confirm or not, him or not. But he seems like a very good judge. But I did have to bring up the principle. What point in time do we say you're above reproach? Do you think that's a healthy example to be above reproach, no matter what you do? You know, no one is above reproach. No one is above being questioned. And I, I firmly believe Thomas Jefferson was right. We need to question with boldness, everyone, even the very existence of God. That is what makes us better. Because as Thomas Jefferson put in that famous, famous quote, surely God would much prefer the logic of reason than that of blindfolded fear. I think we need to question with boldness, everyone. And if Neil Gorsuch is, and hopefully he will be um, confirmed to the Supreme Court, I think... He will make a very good justice. He has the potential, reading some of his some of his past decisions, reading his record. He seems to be very fair, and he seems to also be very much about the Constitution. And last time I checked, the Constitution didn't belong to left or right or either party or either president. It belonged to the people, and it belonged to your country. 
And that is all I think anyone can hope for. Don't go anywhere, America. I'll be right back after this quick break. And I got one last thing I want to talk to you about. I'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to this short clip from the Freedom's Disciple podcast from last Saturday. I hope you enjoyed the content. Please subscribe for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music by searching Freedom's Disciple, where new content is released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. God bless. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 